This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The beef industry has been built on a false narrative. Do cattle producers produce beef or cattle? They have been told by industry leaders, NCBA, Beef Magazine, beef processors, and industry pundits that they are beef producers. They pay into a beef checkoff when animals are sold to create a fund that is used to grow beef demand. I paid into it supporting the beef checkoff. I worked in the industry as a producer to promote beef through state, local, and national producer organizations. That was back when there was a direct correlation between the price of beef and the subsequent value of cattle. If beef prices went up or down, cattle prices followed. When packers made money, that was a good thing, as it meant that demand for cattle would correspondingly improve as packers killed to make more, and subsequently so did the price of cattle. The industry producer hierarchy promoted the industry as being the beef industry, despite many producers never having actually selling a pound of beef themselves directly to consumers. They sold cattle that processors turned into beef hides and offal. The only beef many cattle producers have ever sold directly may have been to the neighbor from the steer that went to the locker with the broken leg. Cattle producers were led to believe that while they were producing cattle that they were also being paid for beef. They would theoretically get paid more for better cattle that produced better beef. That was also the industry narrative. They developed many schemes and formulas to support that narrative. The premise was that this system, including captive supply, grids, and such, was a necessary component which produced the financial incentives that resulted in improving the quality of beef offered to the consumer and therefore increasing its value. They promoted the narrative that an independent market where packers negotiated purchases of cattle from producers was somehow unnecessary in order to link consumer beef demand to cattle producers, giving them the incentive to produce the beef that the market demanded. That was bunk, but the entire industry or most of it bought in. NCBA aligned with packers under the premise that producer interests were aligned as an industry. We learned recently just how unaligned that they were, in such a glaring example that producers came to their senses how taken advantage of in our current market structure as they are. $1,200 ahead gross packer margins with red feedlot closeouts sent a message that even the fools that had bought the packers narrative that we were all one happy beef industry did not miss. Washington had aligned with Packer interest. Laws like the Packers and Stockyards Act were never enforced to the intent of the law. Packers impregnated USDA with their special interest and had enough support in Congress to block any real change to their dominant industry structure. They also had the NCBA on their side. Cattle producer interest splintered into opposing groups and there was no dominant organization representing producer interest. Producer interests were divided and conquered by the Packer-guided bureaucracy. We have poor transparency in price reporting, price discovery squelched by captive supply, and now we see how industry structure has handed packers total leverage, even over both cattle producers and beef consumers. Packers have agopolistic market power and are using it egregiously. They have limited use of their kill capacity, finding the sweet spot, where they make sure that feedlots cannot get current on marketing so that cattle prices remain depressed. While that same limitation just below the threshold, short of existing consumer demand for beef, so that they can demand exorbitant prices for beef. The latter causes retailers to price beef in 8-ounce portions to avoid sticker shock. 
They are taking advantage of the industry both ways from the middle. Finally, the real industry, the cattle industry, came together in a Livestock Marketing Association meeting in Phoenix with groups including the NCBA, RCAF, U.S. Cattlemen's Association, National Farmers Union, and the American Farm Bureau Federation. According to their press release, this unprecedented meeting brought together politically diverse producer organizations to identify issues and discuss potential solutions. The issues discussed included but were not limited to packer concentration, price transparency and discovery, packer oversight, Packers and Stockyard Act enforcement, level of captive supply, and packer capacity. Interestingly enough, the packer JBS responded by withdrawing its membership from NCBA. Gosh, who will pay for the NCBA's next annual convention? I always thought getting packers to pay convention expenses was a conflict of interest. To me, it was astounding that it took this much before cattle producers woke up. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.